Welcome to Everyday Expression with Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church. Last week, Pastor Kevin started an amazing series called The Mystery and Worship. It's where he brings us through the Old Testament where sin required consequences and justice. But the cross of Jesus Christ brought mercy and grace to us all. So listen right now to the continuation of that amazing series, and I hope it's a blessing to you today. So David began to bring in and enter in a, a style of worship and a type of worship and a heart of worship that transcended and penetrated through time. He began to write songs on the other side, and they, he would say, they would get glimpses as a prophet, and look, he would look and he would say, man, this is a powerful, because he would say, there's coming a day. Blessed are those in that day when God will not hold those transgressions against them or their sins or iniquity, he won't hold it to their charge. Boy, he, David would go, God, there's, God, there's coming a day. There's coming a day. In fact, David wrote Psalm 85 when he would say, God, how long are you gonna be, are you gonna be angry forever? Are you, is, it, is it always gonna end bad? Is it always, do we not have hope beyond this mess? God, can, does it, is there never ever gonna, does it, are you gonna, God, you're just angry, you're an angry God. The people see you and it's an angry God. Your fierceness scares everybody. And everybody's afraid to go up against you, go up and talk to you, God, but something inside of my heart says you're tender and you're mercy, but we don't see it all the time. We say you're the God of peace, but God, we're seeing Achan get killed and Agag get killed and over and over families get killed. We're seeing slaughter after slaughter. We're seeing people lose. Israelites are up and Israelites are down. We see you on the, on the throne like a big hammer. How long are you gonna be angry, God? We see our cities and we see our regions in, in, in dismay and, and, and falling apart. We see drugs and alcohol. We see people falling apart. Marriages falling apart. Families falling apart. God, how long are you going to let it be that way? How long will you be angry? And after getting it all out on the table, all of his disappointments, all of his assessments, he finally looks up and he says, I'm going to wait to hear what you have to say. And God drops it in his heart. And he says, David, it won't always be this way. There'll be a day come, and you're gonna know when it is, when truth meets mercy, and righteousness and peace kiss. And in that day, and at that time, everything that you're seeing in your heart, David, will come to pass, because I'm gonna pour out a new wine in a new wineskin. They're gonna think differently. It's gonna be a whole different way. David, how, how, will, we, how will we know? I wanna live in that day. He's gonna, you know, and David kept writing song after song after song. David even said to this, God, I, I, I looked at his window one day, he saw Bathsheba on the roof, and he saw God in a tent. And he said, Man, I gotta build God a house. I can't lay in here in the palace. I can't sit in here in this, this palace and look over there and God's in a tent. I'm gonna build him a, I, God, I'm building you a house. I'm gonna do the work for you. I need, to, I need to work for God and build him a house because I can't be here and God be there. It can't be. Samuel comes to, or Nathan comes to the, David the prophet and he says to him, says, what, what do you want to do? He says, I'm gonna build him a house. David says, he says, do what's on your heart. That was at night. The next day, Nathan comes back to David and says, 
what do you want to do? He said, I want to build, build him a house. I'm going to build him a house. He said, no, no, no. You can't build God a house, David, because you are a man of war. You're, you're not going to build God's house with blood on your hands. David, because you're living in a dispensation of time when it's righteousness and truth and judgment, you can't build that, David. It's not built that way. You don't build it in war, even though you have warfare. Your warfare is not like warfare like you think it is, David. David said, man, I can't build it. So David went to his grave with the desire to build God's house gathered all the material, and his son ended up building at Solomon, but he gathered all the material, but David had a glimpse into the future through that cross. You following me? Because truth and righteousness ruled and reigned and prevailed, and judgment and consequence was the only way to go. One day, as the story continued, when the fullness of time had happened, David has already been passed away in his grave, watching from the banisters of heaven. Lo and behold, there comes this Jewish man walking down toward the Jordan River. And when he come walking down toward the Jordan River, here's this man named John the Baptist that was eating wild honey and locusts and dressed in camel's hair, and he was in the water of the Jordan. He was baptizing people under repentance, under repentance, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people being baptized under repentance. And here comes this man walking. John looks up his eyes, fastens his eyes upon this man walking down this aisle. And this man looks at him. He looks at him and he goes, oh, oh behold, the Lamb of God, the one that takes away the sins of the world. He comes down into the water. John looks at him and he says, I don't need you. Jesus says, I want you to be baptizing me. And he says, I don't need to baptize you. You need to baptize me. Jesus says to him, it's necessary you baptize me for righteousness sake. Jesus, for three and a half years, walked amongst people, healing people, setting people free, wrecking funerals, doing all the things he does well, teaching and and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. All they knew up for 4,000 years was truth, righteousness, judgment, and consequences. And Jesus comes to introduce to them the heart of the Father. Mercy embodied. Peace embodied. Truth embodied. Righteousness embodied. Life embodied. Three and a half years. And then one day, there was a commotion. If you allow me this, there was a man that was walking through the city. It was a, a man that knew God. He walked by this fire. And he said, what's all the commotion about? And this guy by the fire was warming his hands and said, I don't know anything about him. I don't know who he is. Okay. Walks a little further. He begins to talk to some other people. And he says, man, they're, what are they doing? He said, they're, they're, they're gambling for his clothes. They're, they're, they're gambling for his, his stuff. He says, man, they're gambling for his stuff. He keeps going. He goes, oh, this must be another one of God's angry again. 
Man, that man, another person says, he's, he's a false prophet. He's blaspheming God. He could hear everybody screaming, let his blood be upon us and our children. Let his blood be upon us and our children. Crucify him, crucify him. And all of a sudden, a guy comes walking by and he goes, hey, stop him. And he says, what's, what's your name? Who are you? He goes, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, my name's Barabbas, man. I don't know, I had death sentence on me today and I don't know what's going on. He said, I, I should have died. Truth, righteousness, being executed. You go a little further down the road, he begins to see, finally he spots the, this man named Jesus and he's carrying his cross and he can't hardly carry it anymore and as he was carrying the cross, he falls to the ground. His, his knees buckle underneath him. Sweat, blood running down his back because of the, they had beaten him with the cat of nine tails and he was bleeding really bad and it was just dripping and dripping and every now and then he could get a turn around because he couldn't go any further and a glimpse of his face, they begin to see his face was so beaten so badly that it looked like he had been in car wreck after car wreck and beaten so badly that, that his eyes were swelled shut, his forehead was bulging out, he had snot running down his face where people had spit on him and mocked him, his beard was pulled to, out so hard that people had pulled on his beard to make fun of him they were poking at him and beating at him and poking at him and beating at him. And finally, he just fell to the ground and he couldn't even carry the cross. And a man walks over and says, named Simon of Cyrene, and says, I'll take that for you. We'll be right back with more Everyday Expression. We hope that today's ministry has been a blessing to you so far. I speak on behalf of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church when I say it's an honor and a privilege to get to minister all across the world. The only way that we can reach the world is through people helping financially sowing into the ministry. People just like yourself who have been blessed and are truly feeding from this ministry. So if you feel like that's you today and you'd like to join in and begin to sow so that the message of the kingdom of God can spread into all areas of the nations, I encourage you today, visit expchurch.org, click on the word give, or you can also text give by sending a message to the number 84321 and the text giving amount. We hope again that you have been blessed by this ministry and that you will experience the expression of Jesus Christ in your everyday real life. There was a season in time where things here at the house were just chaos. We were at unrest here. Every single area of our life that could have been coming under attack was coming under attack. Um, and so I remember feeling hopeless at one point. And I went and I was in the cupboard getting some things out for dinner and just started crying. And I had this breaking moment with God. I'm like, God, you, I, I need you to come. I need you to come and heal this. I can't fix this on my own. I need you to come. And he spoke to my spirit and said, you've allowed things in your home to rest and stay. How long are you gonna let them stay there? And I paused and I started like really thinking about what he said. And he dealt with me even further and said, you were the one that let him in. Me, the mommy, the pastor, I'm the one that let him in through my pride, through my anger, if I'm honest, my rebellion at times. I was creating an atmosphere conducive for spiritual attacks on my family. 
and I was praying to God, God, take this away, take this away. And all the time, he's given me the authority. It's under my feet already. He's given me the authority. I just had to take the authority and stop letting them in. Stop letting them wreak havoc on my kids, on my finances, on my marriage, on my home. Can I just be really honest with you right now that I'm a pastor, I'm a mommy, I'm a wife. I don't know always how to be a good wife. I don't know always how to parent my children in the right way, but I'm trying. And so I encourage you, if you're in a season where you're struggling and you're trying and you're crying out to God, God help me, God help me, God help me. I just pray that he did, he does for you like he did, he did for me. Just give you eyes to see the areas where maybe you're allowing things to come in and just give you the wisdom to take care of those things and sweep them out of your house. You are the spiritual heads of your house. You have authority over that thing. This has been Pastor Maria Reynolds with Curator Ministries and Expression Ministries Network. If you'd like to connect today with Pastor Maria, go ahead and like the Facebook page Curator Ministries and subscribe today to Curator's YouTube channel. We're back with more Everyday Expression. He picks up the cross. All the meanwhile, can you just imagine David looking over the banisters of heaven down, looking, saying, oh my God, could this be? Could this be? Could this be? God, is it another one of those things from God? Or could it be Psalm 85? Could it be? Could it be as Jesus continued to walk and tried to walk and they put him up on the cross and they put him up there and as he's up there, they take the spear and they stick him in the side and blood and water starts running out. Everybody's mocking and laughing at him. But all this guy's here is going, wait a minute. Something, something, something. And the woman all of a sudden comes pressing through and she looks up and she goes, sir, little small lady, been around a long time. She looked at the man, she goes, what, what's happening there? And they said, he said, well, that's a blasphemer right there. That's somebody that's, that's died. He's, he's, he's getting what he deserves because he's a, he's a sinner. He eats with sinners, he talks to sinners, he, he's, he's a bad guy, he's saying he's equal with God, and, and truth says he should lie, die because he lies. Truth, righteousness is he's, he's getting what he deserves. He sowed, so now he has to reap. And she said, sir, I know something about that man. See, the, one day a few years ago, there was a big crowd around, and I'd gone to all my doctors, and when I went to all my doctors, Nobody could t tell me anything wrong with me, and they couldn't fix me, and I spent all the money that I had, and I kept bleeding and hemorrhaging. And he he said, so, she said, so I heard about him, and I got down on my knees, and I pressed through the crowd, and as I pressed through the crowd, oh, I just touched the hem of his garment, and I stand here today healed because of that man. And the guy looks at her and says, what this? And then all of a sudden over here, another lady yells out, says, I, hey, sir, I, I don't know what's happening over there, but I was, I was at a well, minding my own business, and he came, that man right there, I know you can't recognize him right now, but I do, and he came walking up to me in, at the well, and he, came, he told me, he, he told me all my affairs, all my, 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 my promiscuity, he told me everything about, everything I've ever done, and then he looks at me and he says, but today is the day people are gonna start worshiping me in spirit and truth, and the man says, truth, there's truth, truth, that's how this works, truth. Oh, but truth, without mercy, he dies. Oh my God, now what do we do? 
Next thing you know, over the corner, there's a man that screams out. He says, hey. They said, hey, what are you doing here? How do you get here? He said, my name's Lazarus. I was dead for four days, but I came out of the grave when he called my name. And another lady pops out over here and she says, I was, I was the one you all were gonna stone to death because you caught me in adultery. And he picks up the, that comes up from the ground and looks at me and none of you all could cast the first stone and he didn't cast a stone at me either. I'm, that, I'm the one that he set free that day. All the meanwhile, they're poking, taking those nails and poking them in his right hand and his left hand. You could just see and feel the sense of him pulling himself up to keep the pain from even being worse. And all of a sudden, now suddenly they put a, a crown of thorns on his head and it hits his brow and blood starts running and shrieking down through his face and he can't hardly see because the sweat and, and the, the eyes are swelled shut. They're still poking at him, they're still mocking him and here he is. Now they're running the nail through his feet. Oh gosh, it's happening because it's Passover. It's in the evening time and, and David's watching this from heaven. The people that Jesus touched for three and a half years are over here and it, 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 they went against everything because truth and mercy or truth and righteousness said they should die. They should have not lived. She should have never been forgiven. Lazarus should have stayed dead, but something was happening on this day. And the man looks at him and says, something is lining up and I don't know what it means. He said, why Jesus was here and they're crucifying him and breath is in his body. He's looking at all the people and he says, God, their father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Four miles across town was a high priest taking the, the blood of goats inside this outer court and he passed through it. And he went through the inner court and he sprinkles, sprinkles the blood of the goats here. And then going into the inner holy of holies and right before he goes into the holy of holies in front of that curtain that only he could go once a year, Jesus, over here, beaten to death, mocked, ridiculed, because truth and righteousness and sin had a consequence. There was no escaping it. Somebody had to pay the price. Arms stretched out. Jesus looks up. He says, after saying, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do, I commit my spirit into your hands. He gave up the ghost. When he gave up the ghost, David looks and says, I thought that was the time. They said, oh God, we, everybody around, we need David here now because we need to worship like we've never worshiped before. Someone needs to be singing some songs, writing some songs. Other people are gonna see, they get what they deserve because for 4,000 years, it's been sin requires death. You see, you reap you, what you sow and, and judgment is the word of the day. But when Jesus gave up the ghost, inside behind this veil was this mercy seat. See, what nobody knows for 4,000 years, every time Agag, when his family were killed, Mercy would get up. She'd get up off her seat and she'd say, oh, is this the time? And she'd go to the curtain, but she couldn't get out. When mama was holding Aiken's and Aiken's babies and she's going, and she could hear the scream of the baby and the cry of the baby while the stones were just beating on that little child and the child was just beaten to death and screaming out, mommy, daddy, help me, help me, help me, help me, do something, do something. Mercy was jumping up off of that seat going, I can't get out. 
time and time and time again. But that day, David prophesied. And when he prophesied, the arms went out for Jesus. And when Jesus gave up the ghost and said these words, it is finished. The heavens roar, the earth quaked, and from top to bottom, the curtain was rent wide open, and the curtain was rent wide open, and mercy got up off that seat and was confined no longer. Listen to me. Truth and mercy met, and righteousness and peace kissed, and anger's God, God's anger was angered no more. Stand to your feet with me. That's the gospel. That's the love of God. That's how you reconcile a God that is truth and righteousness. But mercy and peace. That's how. How you see him is how you'll live for him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody's looking around. I'm gonna ask you today, if you're, if you're one of those people that your bend and your lean and your view of God has been based on fear of his judgment, a fear of his condemnation or his, or his wrath, his anger, and, and truth and righteousness are words that mean or synonymous to judgment to you. If that's you, nobody's looking around. Would you just raise your hand and let me see who that's you? It's okay if that's you. Head still bowed and eyes still closed. I'm gonna ask you today if you're in one or two camps. You're in the Aiken camp that you get what you deserve. Truth says, righteousness says, all your stuff that you have done and do, you deserve death and consequences beyond repair. If that's you, and you need to identify with the woman caught in adultery, the, the woman had issue of blood, Lazarus, those that had a touch of the mercy and love of peace of God, you need to trade your punishment for his peace. If that's you today and nobody's looking around, I want you to raise your hand. I'm trading my, his, my punishment for his peace today. I see your hand. My tendency is to see people get what they deserve. I, I have a tendency to look at people and go, uh-huh, you get, yeah. Or your tendency to be able to lean a little bit on mercy. still looking around. I just want you to know that David saw it accurately. David saw the times that you and I are living in. The time when truth and righteousness and the death 
that sin brought on us was put upon Jesus Christ so you and I could receive mercy and peace. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your peace. We thank you for your truth and righteousness. It doesn't excuse truth, it doesn't excuse righteousness, but through Jesus Christ, all of that has been fulfilled. The judgments and the condemnation and the shame, the guilt that we carry around so often. Lord, many of us don't even know how to get rid of it. We don't even know what to do to, to, to take it away other than, Lord, just lean upon you and like David said, I wanna wait right here to hear what you have to say. You're faithful and you're true. I'm thankful, Lord, that mercy got up, came running after us, and you tore the cloth from top to bottom when no man could ever get it torn. Have mercy upon us, Lord. Give us your peace that passes all understanding. I heard the Lord say just now, oh, thank you, Jesus, that he is removing a veil, a layer, off of our eyes that have held us back to be able to see him more accurately and more clearly. He tells me, that, I'm telling you, he says count to three and when you count to three, that veil is gonna be lifted from their eyes. One, two, three, lift. going to do an open heart surgery spiritually for many of us. He's going to open our hearts. He's going to take out our condemnation, our judgmental illness. He's going to place it with mercy and peace. He said, he said, tell them, some of them are wrestling right now. How, I can't condone what's wrong. No, you're not condoning what's wrong. You're just relying on Jesus Christ to pay the price for what truth and righteousness demands. Your job is to extend mercy and peace. He said, tell them I'm the example. That woman in adultery should have died on the spot. That woman at the well should have never been able to talk to me. Lazarus should have stayed dead. The blind boy from birth, was, he should have stayed blind. But mercy demanded. And now we live in a day where truth met mercy.
and righteousness and peace have kissed. Now our land can be healed. Father, we take your word, we receive your word today. Those that hearts were touched, changed, molded and shaped, I thank you for that. Let your word never return back to you void. Let it always accomplish that which you sent to accomplish. Let it perform over top of this ground that it's been sown in today. And I say, Lord, we receive it. I said, Lord, we receive it. We receive your word, we receive who you are. We thank you for what you do and who you are to us. And God, as we walk out of these doors here this morning, we walk out knowing you in a better way, worshiping you in a better way, seeing things more clearly, knowing, God, you're gonna do something incredible in our lives that we wouldn't even be able to say it if we, we, we could see it. I bless you, Lord, as we leave. I bless our people as they walk out these doors. And I say, let this week be an incredible week, a journey for revelation and unveiling of who you are. And we'll see you every step of the way. In Jesus' name. Again, we hope today's message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like any more information about Pastor Kevin West or Expression Church, visit our websites at kevinwest.org or expchurch.org. You can also find on those websites more resources, downloadable sermons, and Pastor Kevin's newest book, Angel and Isle 3. We also have an incredible app that you can go to in the App Store, and there you can watch our services live right there on your mobile device. Again, wherever you are in the world today, we hope that you're blessed, and our prayer is that you will be the expression of Jesus Christ in everyday real life.